This is Fandom Buzz. Today's episode is Hugo, Shinkai, Schwartz, and Gygax. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everybody! Welcome to week three. Episode three, week three. No title yet, right? No title yet. We usually title these things sort of after, unless we absolutely know what's going to happen. So it'll be interesting. We absolutely know what's going to happen. That's true. Anything can happen. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely anything can happen. But hello, everyone. Welcome to Fandom Buzz, where the spoilers abound as much as the fangirling. That's right. Spoilers abound. So this is the spoilery. This is like the spoilery version of Alexa Loves Books. For those of you who are new to sort of tuning into us, uh, Alexa has a booktube channel where we sort of do the best that we can to make sure that the books that we talk about uh, have no spoilers. So everybody gets to read. Yep. Not here, though. We're going to talk about like feelings. everything and feelings. And we're going to reveal like terrible plot points. So you have been, uh, please consider yourself duly warned. We have a lot of spoilers for whatever we choose to talk about uh, at, uh, during these things. So This uh, is true. This is true. So without further ado, I think it's time to get our show started. Yes, yes let's so. do it. Bookish buzz. Bookish buzz. Bookish buzz. All right, so a little bit of bookish buzz right there for you. Uh, anything new happening in the book world? Just Something that we two wanna... things that I can think of. First, there is a new readathon that was announced last week, and Ooh. it's going to be the Lunar New Year readathon. Very the hashtag nice. is Very LNY Readathon 20, and it's Ooh. being hosted by Lacey from Lacey Book Lovers and Lisa from Remarkably Lisa. Both of them are on Instagram, but you can also find them on YouTube and Twitter. And I think they might both have blogs, so definitely check that out. Just look for the hashtag. Again, it's LNY Readathon 20. We're going to so try to link that, right? Yes. Okay, awesome. And the second piece of bookish news is one that I'm personally excited about. It was a cover reveal for Carrie Maniscalco's upcoming Kingdom of the Wicked, uh-huh. which looks so good and it sounds so flippin' fantastic. Uh, the cover, I'm going to describe it to you guys, but it basically has the book snake on it again. <laughs> But uh, there is a skull, and there are quite a few flowers, and they're also like branching roots, sort of, kind of. So, Ooh, very nice. Sounds very, very, cool. very intriguing. Cannot wait to read that one, because I really enjoyed Carrie's other series, which is the Stalking Jack the Ripper series, and I can't wait for her to release something new. Oh, not to mention, the nice. movie Doolittle, which is an adaptation of the book, is actually coming out this Friday. And I really want to see it, because Robert Downey Jr. is a good character actor and I feel like he's going to bring that story to life in a way that I don't think any of us are ready for. (laughs) (laughs) So that's like a random piece of uh, bookish movie news for you right there. Well that concludes that. Uh, So very very thankful for for that kind of game. So uh, with uh, a lot of our little news bites sort of out of the way, let's play a game! Okay. Anywhere But Here Fiction Edition. Alright, Anywhere But Here Fiction Edition. Anywhere But Here Fiction Edition. So for those of you who uh, who are listening into us and sort of listen to the other podcasts that Alexis, sister Rachel, and I sort of put together? I, we play a game because we're because that podcast is basically just people who love to travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we play a game called Anywhere But Here, where you know because of the real case of wanderlust that is a p- terrible epidemic in this family, uh, there is always anywhere but here that we would rather be. Uh, so, uh, and, and but here being where we live now, but not that it's a terrible place. We love this place. Uh, but for this podcast, I revised the game so that it's anywhere sort of bookish, anywhere mm-hmm. fictional at all. That if you could be anywhere but here right now, where would you be? I'm going to have to go with Caraval or some version of Caraval Ooh, from the Caraval series. That's very nice. Do I don't know yet if I would want to be playing in Caraval because Caraval is like a game basically and the prize is like, I think it's a wish. Oh, well, it depends on the Caraval. 
I would like to go because I feel like it's magical and whimsical and there's like a lot of fun stuff involved in it. I don't know that I would like to play. I think I might want to watch more than I want to play. So ah. that is the distinction that I'm going to make. But yeah, that's definitely something that just occurred to me that I would like to experience for myself. Awesome. I, I would like to be at the teacher's lounge uh, during the Joss Whedon run of the Astonishing X-Men. Okay. Uh, only because of my extreme love for Emma Frost and Kitty Pride ah. uh, moments. Not you know, both of them I love separately, but both of them together in the same room during that time. Uh, you know, pre any of this new crazy stuff that's happening on House of X is just so fun. And, I, and and I'm subscribed to a couple of sort of X Men pages on Facebook. Every so often I'll see like a page off of a off of an issue where you've got some really choice Emma's uh, Emma Frost moments or some choice Kitty Pride moments and I just kind of just want to be a fly on the wall and just sort of understand how these I mean uh, how these professors sort of work through their their day I mean what is that like what was it like uh, uh, when 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 these guys were the were the were, were the teachers uh, so I would like to plus I'm thinking food at the X mansion is pretty mm, pretty bet. good I mean it's the it's it's the upper it's 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 in Westchester so that's rich New York money. That's ex- that's Xavier money right there. F- funny. I, it's funny how it looked the last few fictional places I went. It's always about the food. I know. But, well, um, but that's But that's just me and my priorities. Anyway, anyway. All righty. So uh, that having been said, right. uh, it's time for our other game, Such a Soundtrack. Such a Soundtrack. All right. Such a Soundtrack. Such a, soundtrack. Such a challenge. So, so Such a Soundtrack is our weekly game where if there's anything that you sort of listen to over the week that is like that is totally like the jam of whatever I'm reading or could totally be a book or just like just it's basically such a soundtrack it's just basically songs that you could totally see uh, that would that would have their own sort of story attached to it right I'm sort of broadening the definition right now because it's not just you know what is the soundtrack to my bookish you know kind of moment of course it's shoot that's totally like an opening theme or that's totally like an end credit song for yeah. a book that could have been a movie or whatever mm-hmm. so uh, you want to go first yeah Okay. I'm going to go with an artist who I really enjoy, and that's Taylor Swift. <laughs> and I'm going to say The Story of Us, although I think a lot of her songs lend themselves well to oh, no, she's, yes, tales. Oh, no, she's, yes, for sure, for I sure. I think The Story of Us is just like the perfect, like, it's the perfect beginning, like, opening song for a story where the couple were together and then they suddenly fell apart. Ha. And the potential for it was there, so something that explores that. I can't. For some reason, I can't think of... I'm blanking on, like, a book in my head for this, but I think it would be such a fun soundtrack. If you haven't listened to it, you definitely should, just because I feel like even any... Even, like, even if you're not a Taylor Swift fan, that song in particular is very catchy, and it also tells the story so well in so few words, so... Yeah, it harkens back to a to a, to a time when, you know, you're a little younger and sort of, like, things are falling apart. And, yeah. You know, the story of us is, you know, is what now, I guess, and that's kind of fun. Oh, it's definitely fun. Ha! <laughs> Well, you know, Alexa got me into Taylor Swift, and uh, I I do love a good storyteller, mm, uh, and she's great. And she that's really majority of her songs. It's there's a fully formed story in there, uh, uh, waiting to be uh, mm. just enjoyed. I, on the other hand, uh, was at uh, Jason Robert Brown sort of monthly uh, residency, so oh, at, yes. at at a, at this theater here in New York on Bleecker Street called Subculture. Where, for those of you who don't know who Jason Robert Brown is, uh, there was a movie that came out on Netflix. Yeah, was it just Netflix? Probably wasn't just. Netflix. Well, either way, it was it was a it was a I'm movie sure. that was recently released called The Last Five Years. Mm. Um, uh, Jason Robert Brown is sort of like a cult favorite, I guess. I want to say at this point in time, because years and years ago, when The Last Five Years came out, and uh, you had uh, it's it's a story about just a young couple. They get together, they get divorced in the span of five years. Mm. 
and the the it's told from just their points of view. They're never on stage uh, except for that part where they get married, and the story starts at, with the uh, girl, um, Kathy Hyatt, at the you know at her I want to say, you know at, at the at the divorce, moving backwards all the way to their first date. So she goes back in time on stage as you see, and then it starts with Jamie uh, Wellerstein, who is the the the, the guy. Um, and at the start of their first date. So it's this really haunting thing where they sort of go, you know, back in time and forwards in time. And mm. you get to see how they both really came from something beautiful and pure and wonderful. And it all just pretty much falls apart. So uh, and it's sort of sem- and, and people always think it's super clear who dropped the ball in that marriage. Mm. But if you really read into it, it's super ambiguous because everyone's like most Absolutely. like most things. Uh, it's it's not just one person's fault. It's it's it, things. The truth is a little grayer, and that's the genius of Jason Robert Brown. I had to do that, so this this makes sense. Um, imagine that kind of writer deciding to you know write a bajillion other things. So anything Jason Robert Brown right now is just basically my deal. And at his concert, uh, sort of concert residency at, at Bleecker Street last Sunday night, I want to say, um, was he uh, his his guest um, Jessica Vosk, uh, mm-hmm. Alphaba on Broadway, super yeah. awesome. How he always. Uh, gets um, you know these these you know super cool guests uh, from yeah, like absolutely. the Broadway scene. Uh, she sang uh, a pop song that came out on uh, an album that this isn't even on Spotify anymore. I don't know when this album came out. Uh, hold a sec. Yeah, of, to, to a pop album that came out in two thousand and nine. For whatever reason, I can't seem to find it on uh, on Spotify. But it's an album called Unzipped, live at the Zipper, uh, starring uh, Kate Pizakis. And um, her last song on here is called Clarissa's Last Stand. And it's this really cool thing. I I, I, I managed to, you know, get a little extra listen to it. And it's just my jam right now. So it's it's, it's uh, and, and you can actually, it's on YouTube. It's on you. A couple of people have sort of covered it. So you should be able to find Clarissa. Like, just type in Clarissa's Last Stand, Jason Robert Brown, and you'll find it. And it's this really cool song about how this one girl is like, you know what? You have broken up with just about everybody mm-hmm. and have come to me during every single, like, time that things fell apart. But now this is your last chance to get with me because I'm leaving. And I think that's great. I think that's I think super. I think it's super empowering. I think that when you've been friends with somebody long enough, it's not sort of imposing anymore to actually just go. You know what? You're either going to pick me or you're going to pick somebody else again, and I'm not going to stick around for for that thing. I so, respect that. And I do respect that. I, we we will raise our future children to have that kind of sort of, you know, sensibility to say, you know what? Let's draw some boundaries here yep. because I can only just be in love with you and be turned down like every so like for so <laughs> for so long. So last chance, you know genius which is part of the lyrics like literally the chorus starts hey genius and you got to respect that right and 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 you know the so sass, though, the, the sass. sass behind it is wonderful so that's my that's my that's my soundtrack that's totally a movie that's totally and, and for somebody who doesn't really like ya or romance i i my my you know my, my set catalog of songs that i always listen to fall into that genre but then again they don't really write like Toss a Coin to Your Witcher is probably the only song that I can think of right now that is overtly about a fantasy kind of thing. So naturally, you know, there's that. Anyway, cool. So on to our next segment. It is new and for review. New and for review. All right. So what is new? What's coming up? What's for review? Uh, What haven't we sort of covered in the last couple of weeks that we may want to sort of shout out today? Let me quickly think about that. Oh, okay. There is a book coming out. I believe it's the 
21st, I think. I'm not sure of the exact date, so don't quote me on that. It's either yeah. the 21st or the 28th. It's a book called Dark and Deepest Red by Anna Marie Mucklemore, and I really enjoy her writing. I have really liked every single book that she's written because she writes stories that have sort of a fairy tale vibe to them. This one in particular is based on a fairy tale or folklore story called The Red Dancing Shoes, I want to say. It's got two timelines, it's got a bit of magic to it. And I know her writing is going to be beautiful, so I'm definitely looking forward to that one. I also have coming in, hopefully soon, the last volume of the Cardcaptor Sakura Collector's Edition, which are beautiful editions. They're so gorgeous. And there's also a Collector's Edition for a new-to-me story in manga form called The Rose of Versailles, which I know Kristen from Super Space Chick loved, and that's why I'm getting it too, so I'm really looking forward to that as well. Alrighty, that was awesome. Now, on on my part, I I feel like though this isn't new, new. I think. Okay. I mean, it's been around since twenty nineteen. Uh, Buffy and Angel have apparently been rebooted uh, in in graphic novel format. On the one hand, um, I, I I like that they're trying to breathe some new life into this thing, uh, but not by continuing the rest of the story, which has sort of you know kind of gone to too many places, and okay. it, it's almost really I, I can't even imagine trying to add to more of that canon. In the in the sort of the stories, I think Buffy's either in her thirties already, or maybe a little later than 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 just that. From the la- from from the last time we checked, with this new reboot, it's right from the start. Buffy just moves to Sunnydale, uh, which I have no idea what that means for the first uh, sort of Angel um, sort sort of comic, because I'm 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 done with the first graphic novel for for Buffy, and uh, at this point in time, I'm just thinking what what just happened. <laughs> I, you know, no sign of Angel whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willow is already gay. Okay. And it seems Xander's the one pining for her, which is just nuts to me. Anya is in charge of her own magic shop, which was something a little later. But I think she's still Anyaka. Interesting. And then Spike and Drew sort of come straight in. So this is season one. Season one and Buffy the Vampire Slayer was the master. This was Buffy moving uh, and sort of like figuring things out with Giles and how that works. And then Xander and, and, and Willow sort of, you know, stumbling upon her slayage. And just becoming the Scooby Gang, sort of right from the get-go, Buffy battles the Master, who sired Darla, who is also one of the main vampires in the story, and Darla eventually sires Angel. Angel comes into the picture, Episode 7. So it's jarring for somebody who who loves the the Buffy the Vampire Slayer series, because there's just so many things that are are, are in there that you're just like, wow, this this is really an Elseworld. This is really an alternate reality. I feel like that episode in Buffy with the Wish... Where Anyanka or Anya, you know, still grants the wishes of forlorn, you know, kind of forlorn, jilted women, and and uh, somebody just wished, I I I want a new Buffy verse, and it just happened, and because Anya's a demon, it's she's gonna make it in such a way that nobody's really really happy in the end. <laughs> so again, it's not a knock on on the series; it's it's got its merits. It's pretty interesting, but what does that mean now? They're literally telling the story from the ground up, and and with Willow being already gay, there goes that character arc. Where else are you going to take her, right? I mean, sure, a witch, but then what, right? And with with Xander sort of pining after Willow, uh, where where does that go? How does he, you know? And Anya, it's already there. It's just really, really crazy. So I have not read Angel. I do want to review this whole thing, but um, it's it's bananas. I want to say. I can imagine, especially for someone like you who loves Buffy so. You much. Kidding? How many times did I watch like critical Buffy episodes? And how many times did I watch the entire like? series back to back you know maybe not in one go of course because who has that time anymore but there were there were eras and seasons in my life where i'm just like we're gonna watch season three of buffy today or we're gonna watch angel season four would not put it past you you know or my my personal favorite angel season five 
uh, because Spike and Angel are in the same series, which is lovely. But anyway, so those are the things that I believe are sort of worth sort of, sort of broadcasting about. It's like, hey, this new thing is here, and that's kind of its own thing. Alrighty, and that and uh, on that note, uh, full stream ahead. Full stream ahead. Is full stream ahead is a game where we're like, what are you streaming right now? Yes, and as Mackie so helpfully reminded me last week, it's not <laughs> limited to just TV shows. That's right. Or it's movies. Not, it's not limited to just TV shows. It's not limited. To, it's just any kind of streamy streaming platform. I say streamy streaming platform. Yeah, that's Streamies. that's what. You know, any kind of streaming platform, whether it's it's movies, whether it's 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 books, even um, well, you know, audio books at least. Um, well, what are you? What are you? What are you? Well, I happen to be streaming Selena Gomez's new album, Rare, which is fantastic. <laughs> I've been a fan of Selena Gomez for a very long time. Her music has certainly developed from where it was when she first began as a recording artist, and I really love her newer stuff. I think with Rare, it's funny because it sort of gives me the same feeling that Reputation did, where she's finally just ready Ooh. to let this all go, let a chapter in her life come to a close and start a new one. And her songs have been so good. So I'm really, really enjoying listening to that and would highly recommend checking it out if you have not already. That is pretty cool. I am streaming a lot of Jason Robert Brown for Shock. obvious reasons. Shock. Shocker, shocker. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a lot of Jason Robert's a lot of Broadway because of the recent shows that I ended up watching. So a, a, a friend of ours from, from Manila had come over, uh, you know, kind of stayed the week. And so I took that friend uh, of ours sort of around and we managed to watch Wicked. So I'm streaming that too. Uh, it, it's, a lot of, uh, it's, it's a lot of clips of Wicked. It's a lot of clips of Jason Robert Brown uh, because those are the two sh- uh, kind of big shows that I watched in the last week. So, mm. which will also feed into other segments of this podcast. <laughs> but that is, that is what that is. All righty. So, um, uh, what are you reading right now? Reading right now. What am I reading right now? Still plugging away at Les Miserables, just so you know. <laughs> Though I am pretty proud that I made it 129 pages into it, which is way farther than yeah, I got. Yeah, how is time. that? How is that coming It's actually through? getting better, and I think it's because I'm getting more used to the writing style. I think I also am choosing to read it at a time where my mind is better prepared for it, because I am okay with slogging through all of these details and I understand that he's just trying to build a very specific context for all of the characters that's what's going on so right now Fantine has finally shown up oh, so dear. so so far of the usual recognizable characters we've met uh, Jean Valjean and now we are meeting Fantine so that's what's happening right now although I did not realize that Fantine has such a backstory in the books which I should have expected because it's so massive well yeah I mean you, you, like, don't, you don't get you don't get like, a giant song yeah to... usually in like the movie and the musical which is what I'm used to like you kind of understand her story but you don't see her from when she's really young and how she got there oh no so they actually did so the whole he, he right slept now, a summer by my side kind of right moment right now she's like really young like she's young and fancy free in Paris and that's just what she's doing so that's oh, what's dear. happening there I am also reading Once Upon a Sunset by Tiff Marcello. It is about an adult woman and her mother and how finding a series of letters between her now deceased grandmother and her supposedly deceased grandfather from ages ago prompts an impromptu trip to the Philippines for them. And they're sort of trying to reconnect with their family and stuff like that. And I'm not very far into it, but it's pretty good so far. I like the premise a lot. I'm not so sure about the writing style and how it's working for me, but... We'll see how it goes. That's what I'm currently reading. Awesome. Well, you know, uh, in my so, so so I guess they're gonna end up going to like the whole, uh, you know, 
whoever it was that sort of got her pregnant with Cosette. And, you know, yeah, probably. That's, probably, that's what I want to know, actually. Because uh, for those of you who don't know, in my wayward years, as a young person, uh, I actually was a f- fan of Les Miserables. Does that the mean you're musical. no longer? I, it's, I think it's elapsed. I think my membership has sort of like expired and I just didn't renew. Like, not because I hated it. It just didn't read it's, I it's, love that. <laughs> it, it, you guys ever? It, I'm a lamest fan. In case you were wondering. Yeah. Do you guys ever have that kind of like where you're a fan of something and like every year it's like you know if, if there was like any place where hey you're still a fan this year and you're like nah I'll skip this one, uh, and then you realize like your 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 fandom like card has expired for the and and it's not bad you just, you don't hate it it's just I'm not into Les Miserables anymore. That's fair. Uh, because I'm I'm done being Miserable. Uh, so um, yeah, but but I, I am interested in, in sort of like oh there is a backstory, so it sort of rekindles a little bit of the f- fandom. Mm. Anyway, what I'm reading right now is still Legacy by <laughs> Keepers of the uh, by Shannon Messenger, Keeper of the Lost Cities, Book Eight. I want to say that's Book Eight. And um, is it Book Eight? I think it's Book Eight. It's pretty sure it's pretty sure it's Book Eight. Yes, I think so. You're right. <laughs> uh, put it in the comments if it's if, if we're not. But anyway, um, but yeah, and um, it's it's actually it's actually good. I, I I don't know if I mentioned this prior, but I will say it uh, again if in case I have. Uh, to uh, Keeper of the Lost City by Shannon Messenger, story about a young little girl who discovers she's part elf and so much more than that. Uh, gets whisked away to like all where all the elves live and discovers that she's part of a larger sort of like conspiracy and experiment uh, that gives her so many abilities the other elves don't have that is cr- critical to for such a time as this to, to defeat the terrible like, kind of people elves whatever that are trying to like you know destroy the world and create a new world order it's pretty cool mm. um, in with the series I was thinking um, okay it's not gonna be my you know 2019 best of because I, I made it no secret not a fan of the ship uh, but but, but. Um, there are events in, in book 8 that I honestly will put it on the map for me for 2020's uh, best reads and only because it bears the and so caveat there it bears the weight of all of the 7 books that, that, that come kind of before it uh, and that's no small thing right it's kind of like how you can't really love City of Heavenly Fire Magnificently, if you haven't read like the first five so books, true. so 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 for, for so even if I didn't really like the first five books that much, they were necessary to set up how much I loved the book six. So I guess you can't treat like long series the way you would just no, regular books, right? So. so, so until this book, Keepers would not have made it to my like all time faves, and and because Alexa hasn't read, that's the only reason I'm not spoiling this. But oh my god, so much sc- hot scalding tea needs to be like spilled and drunk and mopped up and drunk again because it's that good it's just really that good and so i cannot wait for alexa to start screaming about it when she actually does read it it's so good it's so good all right and that's that's all that i'm reading for now that i'm actually reading not planning to read like that's just the one thing on my front burner uh so uh with that said um i think it's time for another game okay cool let's do it otaku obsessions Okay, Otaku Obsessions. What is your Otaku Obsession of the Week? 
I think I'm just going to go with something I'm very much anticipating because uh, we are recording this one a little early because on the day we usually record, we're actually going to see the new Makoto Shinkai film. Which oh, is hey! Weathering with you, weathering for you, weathering, weathering with, with you. you, weathering with you. Okay, that's actually mine too. Uh, because <laughs> Surprise! Surprise. Uh, and by the way, Otaku Obsessions is basically if there's any kind of Japanese animation, any kind of manga that you like yeah, or oh, any yeah. kind of any, anything at all that makes you an yes. otaku in any way, form, or fashion, even if it's like a 2% infection. Yes, this is this like... Is like on, what is it's yeah, this is full on so so sh- uh, well, do, do you tell can, us about you can tell them what it's about but let me tell them why we're excited about it okay I, i'm not going to tell anybody what it's about because i have no idea because i did actually not google i do it. not also and here's the reason why i don't want to google makoto shinkai movies they're just so good i don't care what's in them That's i want to be surprised he i don't he has some of the most beautiful oh, animation God, just... i've ever seen Oy. he also has a real talent for picking great music and his stories are so like it's funny because they're so there's such a brevity to them but they still strike you so hard no yeah. matter what they're about exactly it's incredible exactly and like i'm still obsessed with your name which was like two years ago oh yeah come <laughs> on three years i don't even know at this point and i just love that story <laughs> and that movie so dang much and just seeing the previews for weathering with you was like instant oh my god we have to be seeing this so we are seeing it and we kind of roped everyone into our family to see it with us yeah so so, you know. so there's like like five of us are gonna the, the traipse over to watch it so by the time this podcast comes out we would have just come out yeah. of the, the, the movie theater uh um and and just uh, hopefully we'll be all abuzz now for those of you who don't know who makoto shenkai is he uh has created some some faves you might have probably already watched it because his stuff sort yes. of went quote-unquote viral however yeah. however anime goes viral so um so one of the more famous ones would be um five, five centimeters, centimeters per, per second. second so a uh, couple of episodes, cu- I think. It's, it's two or three episodes. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a really short thing about how you know the, the the rate of cherry blossoms separating from each other when they fall from the same tree on the, or side by side is it's five, five centimeters, centimeters per second. second. So it's obviously some kind of play on there were these two kids who sort of like kind of grew up together, their classmates, their best friends, and then the little the little girl moves away, and it's just them sustaining this relationship. Mm-hmm. Now that was depressing as all freaking hell. Most of his work is actually extremely like sad in a weird poignant like kind of. Like Garden of Words is another one. Is another one. Yes, Alexa actually impressively snagged the manga. Did not watch the anime, although the anime no. is a like if the manga was gorgeous, the, the anime is like. But the story of that one Beautiful. is also a little sad. Uh, and by gorgeous, I mean the visuals, not so much the story. Because if you like feeling... Ter- See, sad stories have a way of sort of just like, you know, creeping into your heart and sort of like piddling on the floor. Yes. And just leaving you with that sort of damp little, oh, no, I feel so bad today kind of thing. <laughs> that's accurate. So, you know, it's, and it's like a little puppy that's just like, I didn't mean to, but here it is. And you're like, ah, oh, I love my stories, but I have to clean up now. So That's um, another one. And that's Garden of Words. Yeah. That's Garden of Words. Uh, sorry, Garden of Words, right? Yeah. Yes. What's the other one? Uh, one of the earliest ones that sort of came out, even predating, I want to say... Uh, uh, five centimeters per second is um, voices of a distant star. That's de- I, and I told I told. <laughs> I like how here's, is, that's depressing. Here's for those of you who want to spare yourselves the heartache, but just sort of want to appreciate like the beauty of it, right? Five uh, voices of a distant star. Again, childhood kind of friends. Uh, uh, I think Makoto Shinkai is almost an. Uh, one of the connoisseurs of the uh, uh, in terms of well not no not a connoisseur he's one of the I want to say gourmet chefs if of of the Osana Najimi uh, kind of subgenre and for those of you who don't know what that is a friend of mine who is Japanese um, basically said that's your genre Mackie and I'm like and Kay if you're ever listening to this thank you for that by the way and Kay was like that's your genre I was like what is that genre? what do you mean it's 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 Osana Najimi is about you know childhood friends who sort of end up together only Makoto Shikai subverts that because in Voices of Indonesia, sorry, they sort of grew up together in high school. The girl gets a, gets to be part of like the space program. 
and they just start texting well she's in space and as she goes further away from the earth from from the earth the messages sort of sort of get delayed and eventually uh, news hits the Earth that the, when they were just getting past Jupiter, um, the, the entire uh, expedition sort of goes down. And that's all that the news that there was. This comes after, and so he kind of shuttles back and forth between the, the, the girl and the boy, although the boy at this point in time is like making new friends, whatever, then the tragedy happens. It cuts to like the future where he's living in a dirty apartment and he is just there smoking. Uh, there's cigarette butts all over the place. There's, there's like, you know, empty beer cans. Mm-hmm. And the girl's last message before... Uh, the, the expedition goes down hits his phone on like the 12th year 15th year commemorative anniversary of the expedition to beyond like Jupiter goes down and I'm just watching this and I'm like why did I do this to myself I asked that <laughs> I mean it's first of all it is mm, gorgeous I just yummy like sadness is what that is your name um, is probably the happiest one ever. exactly my point. And, and that's what and I, it's still sad that's, and that's what I was that's what I was getting at so from Voice of a Distant Star to 5 centimeters per second to uh, Garden of Words which wasn't really a sad I mean it's sad but it wasn't like a tragedy right and then to your name and then suddenly now uh, Weathering With You which is coming out like you know th- this week for us uh, here, here in uh, New York and I'm just like, please let it be a happy one. Can can you make us like cry, but in a happy way? Yeah, like your name. Like your yeah, and even your and even your name was like, oh god, this is so painful. Yeah, see, and sad. I was not signed. I was not prepared. And your name was like bittersweet all the way to the bloody oh end with gosh. like the little. That was like it's still bittersweet. It's so bit. It's just like, but do they remember? I don't know. And it's a thing. And okay. ugh, boys. anyway, 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 we Moving have obviously. On. Geeked out too much. That was a fun game. Mm-hmm. But you know what's a more fun game than Otaku Obsessions? This is a game called Shipwreck or Ahoy. Shipwreck or Ahoy. Alright. We play this game. We play this game. We play this game all the bloody time. That's why we made it part of the podcast because uh, in this house, it's just ships and being garbage. That's what we. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That it's is, true, that is the legacy we will give to our children. Come observe, children. That's it. That's all we got. <laughs> okay, who who are your shipwrecks or who are your ships that sailed and thus you can say ahoy to? Okay, uh, mine this are week. mine are definitely ships ahoy, and I'm just gonna oh. say ships because okay, Plural. I a book I, re, I a book I actually got to read early over the weekend was Chasing Cassandra by Lisa Kleypas, which is the sixth book i want to say in that particular historical romance series and here's the nice thing about that book because it's the sixth book you actually get to see everyone from the books past all being happy together so uh-huh. i ship all of them <laughs> uh that's Devin and kathleen helen and reese winterborn pandora and gabriel we have west and phoebe and garrett and ethan so all of those people make me happy but the book itself is about cassandra ravenel and tom severin and I definitely support this ship 100%, even when it was completely awkward at the beginning of it. I think Lisa Kleypas did a really good job building up their relationship throughout the course of the book. So that was really fun and really great. And I'm so happy because it was so satisfying to just have a ship to hoy, you know? Sometimes <laughs> you just need a good ship to hoy. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you, you gotta say ahoy to a couple of ships to feel to So feel that's, about that's the who day. I wanted to talk about today. Awesome. Um, I'm not gonna talk about keeper but that's definitely my secret ship sahoy you're gonna hear it better be a freaking ship or or it's a shipwreck we don't know i haven't finished the book but all i'm gonna say is that some choppy waters be ahead um i support this if that such means a that grand the main and, ship oh it's no experiencing not a, choppy water no no not at all see this is why this is why it's this is why it's vague and fun for those of you who are reading legacy 
right now or ever get a chance to get this timestamp that Mackie at one point was reading Legacy. Um, the waters uh, surrounding this, this, this sea of ships and, and wrecks uh, is, is so turbulent and beautiful <laughs> that I can't even get mad. That's right, kids. I can't even get mad. And I was mad like for seven books. Here, I'm just like the Grinch, smiling my way through. I'm going, hmm, where is this going, I find? So that in no way spoils, like, what's actually happening. But it is enough for my poor shriveled old Christmas-hating heart to go, ha-ha! It's Schrodinger's ship once more, because, only this time because I can't spoil. So you don't know if it actually sailed or not, for those of you who don't know. Such a struggle! This, is, this, is, this, is, this house is Team Keefe, by the way, for, oh, for oh, Keepers yes. of the Lost Cities. Keefe, who is the, 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 the guy who always makes jokes, who has the weird uh, legacy as well, who is, you know, both the best and the worst person for, for our good little Miss Sophie Foster, who understands her heart. <laughs> as opposed to Fitzvacker who shares her mind or whatever the heck kind of real estate that grants him. Uh, we're not we're not we're not big on the Fitster. Not not so much. You know who is though? Sophie. So again, up to this point, maybe up to book seven, I can confirm. Congratulations to the victors. For those of you who are on the Fitz fee ship. You you have won the day so far. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Fun things aside, uh, I think it's time for our final, uh, but certainly not least, uh, segment, I want to say. And it is uh, Featured Fandom. Featured Fandom. Featured Fandom. Featured Fandom. How exciting. I'm Featured very excited. Fandom. Okay, Lex, what is your Featured Fandom? Well, we discussed this prior to this podcast. Surprise, surprise. Because on the way home, we were talking about recording and Maggie brought up a very valid point uh, our f- our fandom for D&D is slowly coming back into play because he's been playing with a bunch of people we're going to pick up our game with Kristen and Andrew so that's fun but really the featured fandom that I'm going to talk about is my brother-in-law's Mackie's brother basically uh, art Instagram account so story time uh, when um, you know you know my brother and I decided to okay we're gonna do this whole kind of writer sort of artist thing and we're gonna finally put our own stories out into the world um, you know, we, we had a lot of fun ideas and one of the things I wanted to sort of you know quote unquote hire him for because that's what you do to an artist you pay them for their services yeah. toss a coin to your artist not just your witcher anyway that should be a song um, because you want to value people's art you want, and, and just as to sort of you know you know, blood him as, as an artist I'm like you know I'm going to commission something for you I'm going to pay you for that because I believe your work deserves you know um, to be bought you know and, and you know in, in a good way like there's value in it that people want to spend time and money and effort on uh, just because you spent time and money and effort on, on, on your craft and so I had it so I commissioned uh, him to do a portrait of the three uh, characters that Kristen um, uh, from Super Space Chick, Andrew from um, Team Silver Space, and uh, Alexa were playing for the for the for the game that I was running called that I have lovingly called Keepers of the Abyssal Chain. Yeah, and um, and 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 he did, and 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 he rendered them in full color. Uh, Alexa plays a monk who we just wanted to play around with like races and so we we decided to make her like sort of half dragonborn but not looking like dragons but just having the dragon look 
sort of capacity, but also to sort of be like celestial in nature, so kind of like a dragon angel type mm-hmm. deal. So that was that. Uh, Kristen, we sort of toyed around because she loved the Fae, she loved elves, so we like let's make you both. Let's make you both. Even if the even if in Dungeons and Dragons lore the elves sort of come from the Fae wilds, you know what I mean? Uh, we just decided no, we're gonna make you a completely different thing with whatever the cool stuff. Like so, you'll have the elven sort of features, but you'll also have okay. like the the Fae like you know affinities for for magic in the wilds and and like you know big uh fairy wings that don't necessarily look like bug wings because for in because when we tweak this new race that i created uh they're they're crystalline sort of in nature like in the same way that humans are carbon-based life forms i wanted to make them sort of like silicone okay because crystal lattices you know uh so glass basically so that's what that's what that so, so the wings are sort of crystalline at the mm-hmm. same time so that's pretty cool uh and then andrew being awesome as the, oh by the way Kristen plays a, a Urali that's what we named the race uh, a, a Urali uh, warlock so very much a lot of ties to the Feywilds and, and that Andrew on the other hand being the by far my favorite rogue I say that like I've, I've tabled like 20 bajillion games right but um, and, and played but no, I don't Andrew's know a great rogue, he's though. a great rogue Andrew is like he, he brings so much fun to like the table that I can't he even really begin does. to like he's like He's he's a third of the reason I want to play. The other being, of course, Kristen, and the other being, of course, you. But he, but he's like this. We're here for that. I'm here for anything. And Andrew plays a human rogue. Surprise, surprise. Named Elias Dodge. We gotta give that give him that name. Or is it that? Or is or is that his name? We don't know. We don't know. Um, and yeah, and and my brother wrote all of that. You know, he my, sorry, my brother like rendered all of that stuff, and it's on his Instagram right now. Uh, you guys might want to go to what is his Instagram called? KS Art Studio. Art Studio. Yeah, it's it's um, KS dot art underscore studio. underscore or studio, uh, if, uh, you know, at Instagram, and uh, yeah, it's it's. I'm looking at them right now. They're they're gorgeous. He's sort they of. They are. And and he's managed to sort of upload my little blurbs for each of the characters so and for like the story. So you can find a little more about there. the story, but but that's the fun about D and D. It's it's yeah. a group storytelling. I get to play the lore. The 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 girls and Andrew get to like sort of dictate where the story you know should go and they could do anything but they're being very lawful good right now they're trying to save the I world I am lawful good though well, that was yes. always my designation but, but not so much Andrew and Andrew's like it's been like so long since I've actually done anything for myself uh, but then again I'm like yeah but it's in your best interest that the world doesn't fall into complete chaos True. so <laughs> I mean okay so D&D definitely the feature fandom but also uh, Cal also of course because other than designing our awesome D&D characters he actually is also the one responsible for designing the logo that is on my blog as well as the header that we use on YouTube for the channel art yeah he's such a he's really talented he's, he's such a talented boy can't wait to see what he does next uh, exactly and and you will you will in, in, in time uh, thanks to all the hard work we're doing behind the scenes I do want you have any other sh- fandoms you want to shout no, out I'm okay good. I do have a, I do <laughs> want to shout out uh, to another one of my fandoms which is my fandom for the wicked Broadway uh, ah interpretation of the, the the books right so have not read the books i think lex I what, what are the what are the primary I can't remember anything about <laughs> sorry well i was i was about to like to ask like what are the prime differences between sort of like the books and sort of like like the the the, the, the musical but having watched it again just recently on broadway i just realized that i have studied the show almost inside out for the last several years on and off to the point where I sort of understand character motivations for each and every single scene where you're supposed to what, what emotion and what like state in your life as Elphaba or any character should you pull from them and you hit certain notes and it's such a potent fandom for me I realized because I was just sobbing the entire time like quietly because I just understand that's my girl uh, by the time she hits like that Defying Gravity piece which by the way fun fact I thought def- when I, I never watched the Broadway 
un, un, until I, I don't know. Um, th- th- there was a they, they tried to do the the show in in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it really it's just a soundtrack that hits you first, and you have no idea what the script even is. I had to go find that online eventually. So when I was listening to this beautiful, beautiful music, I thought, "Ooh, how poetic!" Defying gravity, and then I realized that she's on a bloody broom, and it's literal. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, defying. Did you know that? Did you know that her moment singing Defying Gravity was because she was literally defying, like she was nope. breaking the laws of physics by getting on a broom? I didn't know that. I mean, yes, it's symbolic. Yes. I mean, I'm not saying it's not, ju- I'm not saying it's just literal. I'm saying it's absolutely 100% symbolic that, yeah, she will defy the norms and all of these things. But no, she's def- literally flying. That's what Defying, <laughs> defying Gravity is just like another, can mean to, say flying or floating or anyway so yeah i just really really love uh just the, the music and Elphaba herself actually i think i think if anything i love Elphaba more that's nice right and I and ooh, and and a fun thing that this uh that the, the the current actress uh on 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 broadway did uh in this particular run in that part where she goes for the first time i feel wicked um usually that's kind of tongue-in-cheek and it's kind of cheeky that she wants to sort of like you know I feel wicked like for the, everybody calls me wicked but for the first time that I stole my best friend's guy <laughs> quote unquote stole I feel wicked this girl actually really really felt like she was like you could see the horror in her eyes and Fiero just sort of comforting her after which I think was such a sweet way to do it and that's what I love about like acting is that you can li- it's an elseworld every single actor it's an elseworld every single time you know it's an alternate universe where a- an attack on the character is different and to me that was one of the more poignant ones where I'm just like oh no this poor girl like this is the first time she feels really guilty for anything that she's done in spite of all of the accusations because she she does does love Glinda she does and she does love Fiero it's just oh no right and so that was kind of cool anyway so that's pretty much what this week was all about yes indeed that definitely was it Nice and smooth. Uh, a little, a little t- uh, long-winded again because uh, a lot of Makoto Shinkai talk. A lot of uh, uh, Alpha. This is probably we're probably gonna end up, uh, end up calling it like you know show tunes and uh, uh, whatever. <laughs> Lord knows what the, I'll think. We'll think of a title after this. But uh, that's pretty much that. Yeah. So alrighty. Well, we glad for you guys. T- t- glad you guys tuned in. We hope you enjoyed the buzz. Oh, yeah, that's okay. a lot. So glad you guys tuned in. Uh, we're hoping to hear from you guys soon. Feel free to make any comments on. I think Anchor has sort of com- a comment section. Spotify does not. So you will. Or you um, can tweet. Or you can definitely tweet. So we're definitely on Twitter. Uh, so it's at, at Fandom Buzz. Fandom Buzz, but with three, three Z's. Z's because that's you know that's my both my uh, love song to, to sleeping, and uh, because and because I genuinely feel like you know it's easier to sort of keep a handle that's yeah. you know, with with three Z's. Or you can go to Anchor fm slash fandom buzz also with three z's uh or which is which is what you know how how, how we get to publish like, these podcasts so uh yeah we, we hope, hope you enjoy, enjoy the, the buzz. buzz hey thanks for listening tune in next week for another episode of fandom buzz you can also find us talking about our recent reads and our book hauls on youtube.com slash alexa loves books and find all of alexa's book reviews on alexa loves